0: Okay, and we're (laughs) live-ish. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to, I believe, episode 128 of I Digress, and I'm very happy to be here with Teresa Michelle. Hi, Teresa. Hello. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Good. We did have a little bit of technical difficulties, so um, (laughs) Teresa and I are doing this live in the studio, quote-unquote, but this will air... Uh, I guess in my first no, my last episode of May. So if you're listening, this did take place a week ago, but still we're um we're having a great time here so far, even though it's cold.
1: Yeah. Got my toque on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I almost put it to I've still got I've got a half winter jacket on. So
0: Teresa, I guess can we start maybe just by introducing yourself, telling us just a little bit about yourself.
1: Sure. Um I'm a singer songwriter. And I am a producer, and I live in Telkwa, BC, and I've been releasing and performing music for a few years now. And I just started self-producing music. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: that's exciting, and I want to talk about that. Uh, and I'd like to nerd out with you a little bit too, if that's okay. Yeah. Um, but before that, I guess just kind of, could you tell me what when when did you start? playing music because you said a few years ago and so because i moved here in 2020 i figured you were like you've been doing this since like in utero but when did you start playing (laughs) music
1: well yeah i started playing and singing when i was a kid and i started playing guitar when i was 10 but then i didn't really do it seriously until 2006 and then i just started going for it like crazy
0: yeah what was it in 2006 like did you feel like you had been waiting for the moment or for something to make you feel like you wanted to start doing it or did you just take it into your control like just want to take things um into control and just start making music
1: i think my kids were at a good age to start doing it finally Mm -hmm. my my daughter was six six, and my son was 13 i don't know he was older yeah yeah (laughs) 11 (laughs) (laughs) and um my husband dave and i got married that year as well so we just got both really into it and he was very supportive and yeah. Did it start as a solo career or was Tree Bomb first? I started out myself as a folk kind of singer, yep. singer-songwriter, and then we quickly decided to start Tree Bomb, a, a little garage rock punk band. Mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> which is very fun. <laughs>
0: Thank you. When yes. when, I, when I started playing in town here, people were like, have you seen Tree Bomb? <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> you, probably, you guys would probably love them, so yeah. Yes. Yeah, cool. Um. Okay, yeah, so kind of like, so I guess then you had like, kind of time freed up a little bit, and you mm-hmm. wanted to spend your time making music, so do you feel like you are a songwriter first, or a music maker, like, what's the what's the process for, especially when you just started out, what did that process look like for writing your own songs, or were you doing
1: mostly covers? I started by singing a couple of covers, mm-hmm. yes, once I could get through a song on stage, right. <laughs> then, then I, yeah, I... I started out with covers mainly, and it took me a few years to kind of gather up some ri- some songs I had written myself. It's a while back now, though. It's hard to even remember all yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, definitely. I was always writing songs since I was in my childhood and teens, jamming with my friends. and Yeah. Not, jamming was different then. It was more like sing jamming than with instruments. Right. But yeah. Was when,
0: that, did you grow up?
1: A little bit. I was here for five years when I was a kid. So and then where'd you move to? We moved um, to Ontario and then we moved to New Brunswick and I graduated from high school in New Brunswick. Oh. And then there was like this giant magnet in the Bulkley Valley and I came back to the Bulkley Valley for a couple of years and then I moved away to Terrace, which is where I was born. And then I moved back to the BC, to, to, to Smithers. Yeah. And I've been here since 98.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, what was the magnet to bring you back after New Brunswick?
1: I guess it was just—I don't know. It's just an amazing place. It's beautiful mountains. I really always wanted to just spend time in the mountains, live in a log cabin in the woods, kind of thing.
0: (laughs) And you, um, and did you want to start a family too? Is that something that you and you wanted to do that here as well? Like, did that kind of play a role in it, or were you not thinking about that when you moved back?
1: I wasn't thinking about it, but it happened very quickly and easily. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) just was something that happened and I'm yeah. great I'm grateful for my children. Yeah, and this is a good place to raise children.
0: So when you were writing mm-hmm. songs for yourself for the first time too, like do you remember wanting to sound like people that you were listening to or what kind of songwriter were you hoping to be when you started out?
1: I think I've always been exploring what's important to me through songwriting. Yeah, so yeah, it tends to be I don't know. There's I do some silly stuff, too, just because life is fun and silly, too. But yeah. Yeah. So there's some heavy duty emotions in life. Yeah. <laughs> and they get processed through my songs, for sure. And I was always also I was a social worker for 18 years and I always wanted to. Um, I got a lot of tra- training when I was a social worker, pro- professional development that I felt really grateful for. And it really improved my ability in my life to live the way I wanted to. And I always wanted to share that with the community in a way through my music too. So that's definitely underlying some of the writing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Um, Do you have a early um, impactful musical memory or something that maybe from your childhood or in your formative years or teen years that just kind of really inform and kind of let you believe that it was something that this was something attainable that you wanted to do as well.
1: Um I don't know if there's a single memory. My 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 dad always played the guitar and he played the drums and I always just really loved putting words together and singing really funny, silly real, little rhymes and just laughing the guts off of yeah. myself. <laughs> And I had a friend that we we would record ourselves rapping. (laughs) Naturally. (laughs) Where's that release? (laughs) Yeah. The tapes are long gone. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 I don't know. My parents, there was a period where my parents had some friends that came and jammed in the living room while we were in bed, Mm -hmm. kids. and, And that was a special, that's a special feeling, that memory.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, um, I was just, oh, well, I was camping on the weekend, on the long weekend, and um, a friend of ours went into his tent really early. People were sort of trying to talk about waking him up, and I was like, no, this is like one of the best feelings in the world is to be asleep when a party is happening, like to just let yourself drift off to the sound mm-hmm. of people's voices so I can see the yeah. sound of people singing and laughing and having fun being kind yeah. of even a better version of that too.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah yeah just let the music wash over you mhm yeah
0: so you are known as a singer and songwriter and mm-hmm. also kind of a wild woman on stage if the jam fest is right i've seen you i don't know if it was like a lamb impression that you were doing but like you went up there once you took the mic i thought it was so good you took the mic and you were doing this like almost like um yeah it's kind of like a ble- like a bleeding sort of stuff and it i dying laughing i was like i have to meet this person and this was like one of i think the first parties i ever went to when i moved here so you're pretty wild well, too
1: i don't remember that it was, who was i think it was dan
0: was playing i think okay. dave, I don't, dave was on stage no i think dave was watching with him it was like dan i'm like i don't know zach or something they were like just doing their music and you just like took the mic because no one was singing and then you were just yeah it was so wild it was so good. nice <laughs> um but now you're focused on production and and you even said in your intro as well just that you're a producer as well but maybe what people don't know is how deep into production you're getting so mm-hmm. when did that start for you that you wanted to be more of a producer and focus on the audio engineering side of making music
1: i've, been, I've wanted to for quite a few years i actually did recorded an album in 2009 but that album will never be heard. Why? 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 <laughs> because I did it on this old Roland AD eight eighty seven or something. I don't know. It was like one of those old recording like, units. It Tate? was just um no, it was a digital recording unit that mm. just was a unit in of in of itself. And I don't even remember all the processes. I just remember crying a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and so I've wanted to for a long time, and then I kind of put it aside, thinking it was too hard. Yeah, okay, and too yeah. expensive Right. and so I started hiring people I've hired a couple of producers to work on my stuff and then I just felt like the whole time I was working with them enjoying their skills and grateful that I wanted to be developing those skills so finally I got last year I got a couple of grants and took some training and got really into it and I've been working on it full time since last March 2022 20, yeah. and yeah
0: I mean, I think that's what I'm like, that's what it seemed like this switch, even on your social media, right? Was that there was a, mm-hmm. there was a switch from singing, song, which you still do too, you know, you still mm-hmm. present your songs on social media as well, but also just the process of being an engineer. So was that, uh, so I guess what you're saying was by seeing it, you realized that that was something that you wanted as well. Mm-hmm. What was something that you learned when you started doing it that, um, you would want a new engineer to know, I guess.
1: Uh, just to keep working on it. <laughs> yeah. Just to keep working on it. Cause there, there's so much to learn there's so much to learn. And but once you learn, like now that I've, I've gotten through some like intensive, like growth, I feel like I'm, I um, start to um feel more capable of solving complex problems. And Mm. I think once you get through the early beginnings of the painful (laughs) memorizing so many things and it's very there's it's such a nitpicky process. Yeah. Once once you get through some nitpicking then it it becomes easier and it becomes more fun to troubleshoot those issues.
0: Yeah. Yeah. When it's not like, oh it's another thing piled on. It's like, oh this is a new one.
1: I have a pretty small setup so Mm -hmm. far. Um I'm singer-songwriter. I have a two input interface. Yep. But I am producing for another singer-songwriter as well. I've nice. done and I've done work for another person as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've learning the process of supporting other people's music to get out there too, yeah. which is great. I love it. Mm-hmm.
0: Um okay, so I want to take a break here and mm-hmm. I wanted to play Trail of Glitter, which I want to speak about after. Um, so, we're going to take a break right now. We're going to hear Teresa Michelle's latest single, Trail of Glitter.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Okay. Uh you want more? I- sure. I know I um, volunteered at the Salvation Army. We were giving... Like, when I asked for an herbal tea, we always had tea, but it's what we
1: got for What
0: is it? called Wilds Orange. It's brand, Wholesale. And um, it's cold. Like, it's actually great cold as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny how you get just like always... Okay, we're back. Um, so your song "Trail of Glitter" is it going to be released? Or is there an album mm-hmm. that this is going to be a part of, or what's um, where's "Trail mm-hmm. of Glitter" kind of in your in your next steps?
1: Sure, yeah, it's um, I'm on a long journey to pr- producing an album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I wrote "Trail of Glitter" in November 2020, but it's going to be part of a an 8 song album that I'm hoping to release. Either in the fall or the spring is is the plan. Okay, yeah. Of I've, this
0: year or next year,
1: either this fall or next, next spring. spring. Yeah, yeah. I've got most of I've got most of the parts recorded, um, but I need to do a bunch of editing and mixing. Yeah, and that's I'm pretty slow at it, so <laughs> it'll take me some time. Sure, yeah. but um, yeah. I did a bunch of recording with Colin Maskell in August 2021. We um. We went to Prince George and we recorded at the vault studio with Justin Gendro on drums and Melissa Walker on bass, which was amazing. I'm so thrilled to have them playing on my music. So they're on Trail of Glitter. And there's another song that I released, um, Life Sustained, that I released last March. And that will be on the album too. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's taken a bunch of different morphing ideas of how i wanted to present it but because of life it's taking me longer than i thought it would it's
0: it is kind of funny what time does to songs or or Mm -hmm. what time does to sort of any artistic process where totally it seems like the more time you have with something or like do you feel Mm -hmm. like that's true or is that just me thinking that
1: yeah definitely things mature and
0: yeah um so what um oh yeah, what performances do you have coming up this year?
1: Um playing at Midsummer Festival and at Kispiox Festival and, and sorry,
0: that's is that with the band that you just mentioned or are you solo for I'm
1: doing solo this year. Okay. Yeah. 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 Sorry, I interrupted you. I also no just saw you
0: perform at the Balka Valley Brewery. Yep. Which is great. <laughs> it was on Mother's Day. It was a beautiful day too, eh? Yeah. yeah That's a really I a scorcher. Yeah. <laughs> and that was a special show too. That was really fun to see you up there. Thanks. Um but yeah, so Midsummer and Kispia. Okay, yeah, so you're doing like the festivals yeah. here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um and then as you're releasing more singles, like do you want to try to have live shows? Have more live shows too in the year just kind of spread out? Not even just in Smithers, but around?
1: I haven't done too much planning further afield. I've been doing child care on the weekends up until now okay. so i'm scaling back on that taking care of um grandkids yeah yeah <laughs> so i would like to do a bit of touring but my health hasn't been good either so i'm just starting to feel like my health is improving right so now i can maybe look at how it goes over the summer and then we'll yeah. see see no pressure br- no yeah <laughs> but yeah i totally it's been in. I had to kind of put it on the back burner learning producing, too. Yeah. So
0: Yeah. It's. Yeah. Um, but something that I learned by trying to uh, help myself and then also my colleague in the news to figure out ways to record was that like so much of your time is. Like you read something that tells you how to do it, then so you try to do it. You find some new and experimental way to fuck it up and not <laughs> yeah. know how the hell you got there. <laughs> And then you're like watching all these YouTube videos, and like this is like this doesn't sound like work, but this is the work that I found I had to do to learn to use mm-hmm. the programs that I was working with. Did you? Do you feel like it's like a similar, similar situation? <laughs> yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, I was, um, I was really, really grateful to take some the training that I did. I took Produce Like a Boss, a, f- a few courses from they like an online training. Program. Oh, tell me about it. I um, I found them because. Uh, a fellow that I really admire who runs songwriting programs, Michael Averill, he's in Camloops Cl- or Kelowna, Kelowna, he writes. He runs a songwriting group on Facebook and I just I got connected that way and then he was taking a produce like a boss course cool. and I was like, if he'll do it, then it must be good. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I got a grant from the BV Arts Council, Community Arts Council and um, yeah, I took that I took some courses through them and so it kind of more organized my learning and mm-hmm. just showed me how I could streamline the process a little bit more. Okay. And still there was stuff I still had to look up on YouTube. But I was much more focused about how I did that and it saved me a lot of time, which I'm still take way more time than it probably needs to take, but
0: <laughs> I mean, but who you know what that's that's the thing that was like that's like being fast takes time.
1: Yeah yeah you gotta just build the skills
0: yeah and you want it to be done well so Mm -hmm. you're not gonna rush it then either
1: yeah
0: um so how do you feel about i guess maybe the scene in like Talquest smithers the bulkley valley sort of thing like do you feel um do you feel the love because you get a lot seems like you get quite a bit of online love as well so do you feel like that's reciprocated in uh in the shows here or people coming out here or even just fellow musicians how do you feel about that
1: when i'm able to be present with people it's, it's wonderful like it's been a tough year health-wise so that's one of the reasons i've been developing online so heavily well, because i wasn't feeling capable of being amongst people yeah. so i stopped doing a lot of shows had to cancel a lot of gigs and stuff but definitely i feel the love when i'm around people when i'm now that i'm suddenly just really feeling way better like it's amazing the show we did last i did last week was bill Croson played too and it was so lovely yeah. And i just it was amazing I yeah like the, so connected to the people who were there
0: that's what i felt in that room too was just mm-hmm. that there was no one there on accident it was everyone was there because they knew that they wanted to see you and see you perform and you just seemed luminous up there like uh-huh. it was just so nice <laughs> like it was just nice to see you and also too, like i just maybe it's as a woman who like i don't have the balls to like write music and i don't play the guitar but it's just like just love seeing a woman up there on her own just like just doing it right and i think that that's cool. something that people like it wouldn't it doesn't just inspire women and inspires everybody just to mm-hmm. see you doing it and it's just like it's just very cool to see that because i guess yeah when i moved here it was covet so i didn't Wasn't able to actually kind of see a lot of people in their element, so I feel like I'm finally able to see you in your element like this, and it's just really great.
1: Cool, thanks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I I love playing with other people and being in a band and playing with Justin Dendro and and with my husband Dave. And but um, I had a friend a few years ago tell me that I really shine when I'm on my own, Mm -hmm. and I've definitely been needing to do it. Mm
0: -hmm. um that's a nice segue into my next question which was if there's any collaborations like you're mentioning other musicians that um that are on your album as well and people that you're playing with and that you have played with um do you have any collaborations coming up that you can share
1: um um, no i don't have anything in the works except for working with eddie young i'm working on her i'm producing her music cool so i've been playing on her music yeah so we we haven't talked about performing together but we're
0: yeah. What's her music sound like? Because you mentioned her, but I don't know I, I don't think I know her, but what's her music sound like?
1: I mean, she's a beautiful singer-songwriter. She writes really encouraging mellow stuff. Mm-hmm. She plays beautiful finger picked guitar oh. and does all these different tunings and That's yeah. cool. She's got a weather theme, a temperatures theme going on right now.
0: But <laughs> <laughs> like she like this is her like like she has a cold front and it sounds <laughs> like that's what her song is called are cold
1: front <laughs> that was not planned that's so
0: weird
1: yeah. okay well
0: i think i'm gonna like her music <laughs>
1: yeah i think so <laughs> yeah
0: okay so uh, these are kind of just some oddball questions but what's a great piece of advice that you've been given that you'd want to share with
1: uh, the listeners of the show great piece of advice mm-hmm. well that's pretty open yeah
0: and about anything it can be about making music or it can be anything else but i digress goes everywhere
1: so okay well the best piece of advice that i've been given recently that um really the the person was somebody that i really um i value their input greatly and they said teresa you need to be your own ally and i think that's good advice for anybody just like be your own ally you need to learn how to be selfish if you're a caregiver you need to learn how to be selfish and so that's what i'm working on yeah and
0: that is great advice because like you mentioned too as a caregiver and you know social worker that it's just like so much of your time would be dedicated to to the health and well-being of you know clients but also people around you which then you'd bring home and that really just sounds exhausting we were just talking before the microphones mm-hmm. were on about you know if you're people pleaser how exhausting it is to yeah. be around people yeah yeah um and yeah being selfish i never i mean i think probably from my 20s on i've never considered selfish a pejorative term because it's like no i, I have to take care of me like i'm okay taking care of me sometimes it's like mm-hmm. it might seem selfish for me to not want to go to a party or something like that but what would feel great is like a bubble bath Mm-hmm. And like, you know, going to bed early or something like that. But it's mm-hmm. like, you got to find it because,
1: mm-hmm.
0: unless you have like a fairy godmother, no one's gonna be like, Teresa. It's um all fresh linens on the bed it's Egyptian <laughs> cotton Um, they, these are blackout blinds if you want them the laptop is charged <laughs> up all your favorite movies are like you know what I mean it's like you can care for yourself that way because mm-hmm. it's so rare that someone else actually will so that is good advice yeah
1: we need to do it for ourselves
0: <laughs> yes mm-hmm. now more specific advice about being a performer Um, again I'm asking for people who are listening who maybe are new at performing or they're starting or they're getting ready to start it what's something about being on stage that you would want someone to
1: uh, maybe
0: keep in the back of their mind
1: um i think that you need to enjoy the process no matter where you're at like i had actually a really cool experience in the spring with a fellow who at the open mic that kind of exemplifies that um, example like i it took me it's taken me so long to get one song out into the world like, you don't just do it overnight. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you yeah. have to be patient and you go, just start where you are and just do it. And that's what the guy that night at the Boofee Brewery said. I saw you talk about that. And then that, and I want to sing my song now that is not ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but when is it going to be ready? Yeah. And he got up and he sang this incredible, I don't know, hip hop rap stuff, which he wouldn't have done if he hadn't heard Didn't me either. talk about yeah. just, you know, just do. This took me forever to do. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And it's not even completely ready yet. Right, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, do you know when a song is done?
1: Not really. I don't know. I just kind of feel like when it's... There's a point when it's ready to share. Right. If if you're inclined to share it. Yeah. Yeah, but it's never done. Yeah. Trail of Glitter is way different sounding than when I first...
0: So, for people who um want to find you, want to listen to you, um follow you or interact with you, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you?
1: I'm on on social media a lot, so um yeah, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, mm-hmm. and Bandcamp. Teresa Michelle. I. But if you want to listen to my old stuff, look up Teresa Michelle Moore M-O-H-R is My last name. But I decided to drop my last name this year as a performer. Yeah. So everything new is going forward. Teresa Michelle. Teresa Michelle. <laughs> Period. Yeah.
0: Um, why did you lose the more? Can I ask?
1: Because I hate the patriarchy.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love my dad. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: No, that's great. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. It's When I got married, I didn't take my husband's last name.
1: And it was mm-hmm. funny because
0: my friend, he asked me, so are you going to smash the patriarchy and not take his name? I was like, I have my dad's. Last yeah, exactly. Name. Like, <laughs> I've got, no, I have no turn <laughs> until I make up my own name. It's always going to be some dude's name. Yeah, well, I will definitely share some ways to find and follow you as well. Sounds now, um, I'd like to finish up this interview with, with you picking a
1: song, but what's a song of yours that you would like to share? Hmm. Well, how about Close the Distance? That's on. That's on my burnt toast album. (laughs) Okay, Great. This is Close the Distance
0: by Teresa Michelle. And thank you everybody so much for listening. And uh, Teresa, thank you very, very, very much for coming on I Digress today.
1: Thank you for having me. (laughs)